0: it and we'll get going hopefully the internet connection holds been good so far so yeah uh, doesn't seem right. as laggy as last week you seem crystal clear like haven't seen you that hd since i last saw you in person perfect <laughs> well i don't know whether that's perfect but it is a thing yeah who, who needs that right <laughs> who needs to see me in hd with my peeling skin and my uh, cherry-like glow uh, let me just go and shut the door all right. Entertain the people because I have hit record.
1: Oh, okay. Well, uh, whoever said you were here to get entertained? Is that something we're we've agreed to? We've we've have a handshake agreement to entertain you. What do you want?
0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Griff, I want you to be Robbie Williams. I want you to entertain me.
1: Mm, I don't know who that is, but um, I I suppose uh, we will at least provide you with between one and two hours of stuff to listen to. Uh, It it is me. It's Griff. Uh, Tony's there. As usual, another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Thank you, Liam, for bringing us in. Hey, what's up? What's that guy up to? What's he, he doing?
0: He's been doing some jogging. I see him on Strava all the time. Don't know whether he's on any other social network, but he's mm. he's jogging his way around the Isle of Man one week at a time, because I think that's nice. all it takes you to get around the Isle of Man. It is just a little rock.
1: If, if a week at all, I mean... Yeah, doesn't it feel like it. feels like it might be even even easier than that.
0: Well, you've been to a lot of small places, Faroe Islands, for example. That's Has the mean, Isle of man yeah. ever been on your radar?
1: Um, you know, I've thought about it. Uh, I, I, I don't exactly. I never really looked at how it is. I would get there. I guess um, Faroe Islands. It was actually pretty straightforward how to get there. Um, you pretty much just. Get to Iceland, and you're you're most of the way there. You're one flight away. Um, I'm not sure how you get, or where you get, or or what you do to get there. <laughs> it's, uh, no, even can what transport you, do you use. Do you do you fly? You, I'm sure they have an airport, but uh, do you do they have commercial flights? So you get on a boat. What are you doing?
0: You you can do all that. There is a ferry, of course, because they are basically sandwiched between the the northern part of England and Scotland. In the in oh the sure. Sea there. And a lot of people think they're between Ireland and England, which they're not. But no. your main methods of getting there are plane, they have a flight I think three or four times a week um, that's commercial or you can take the ferry and uh, travel around that way. Now, I don't know how much there is to do on the Isle of Man. I don't think the great nature preserve or, or cultural difference, say, like the Faroe Islands is, but... Uh, I'm sure it's
1: quite... Beautiful. I, I I would presume it is. It's quite Absolutely. nice there. I'd, I'd be surprised if it weren't. I mean, there's probably some history. It's probably kind of picturesque. I would guess there's like quaint pic, picturesque uh, scenery and little houses and stuff you can go see. I'm sure it's fine.
0: This I do know <laughs> is, is true because they are the world's oldest yeah. functioning democracy.
1: Uh, and I'm sure you, it, it being somewhat related to the English, you can get absolutely buggered drunk off your ass also without really much resistance. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there are people who do that all the time, I guess. Uh, I'm sure It's not a, not a problem there to, to get wasted. I bet they even have a brewery for all we know. huh? I'm sure they do. Uh, and go over there, try some English IPA. Isle of Man IPA, whatever that would be. That's cool.
0: That would be Manx um, IPA.
1: Manx IPA, that's right. I remember that. And they have that flag with the legs, the, the, th- the leg, wheel, leg wheel.
0: The three legs of man, which is really just two legs and a long penis.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of speaking of a, a kind of a leg penis, hand penis situation, the World <laughs> Cup did end. <laughs> um oh, I didn't know uh, where that one with, was
0: going. That's a ripper.
1: Ended ended with my favorite scene I've ever uh witnessed at the end of anything, uh which was Tony, I don't know if you saw it, uh it was uh, Emiliano Martinez who won the Golden Glove for the best uh uh goalkeeper of the of the tournament. Uh picked up his trophy, you know, you got to walk, the, you know, these these big major soccer tournaments I don't know if they do it for anything else that you watch but um, you got to walk across some big fucking podium and FIFA makes a big hubbub about everyone and so here comes uh, the feller and he has to pick up his trophy and then he's got to shake hands with the uh, uh, Emir and he's got to shake hands with the uh, uh, the president of FIFA and he's got to shake hands with the president of France for some reason who was there. And he's got to shake hands with you know uh, some fucking secretary of the FIFA or whatever, and then he gets to the end. Finally, uh, he takes the trophy. He he Adam Sandler style puts it right over his cock and humps <laughs> humps it humps the air with it, uh, very <laughs> <laughs> and, and essentially does the the a nutting face. Uh, it, it, Pretty much about six inches away from the uh, uh, Qatari uh, delegation that was out there for the for the presentation. So I did uh, see really this. really fucking hilarious shit right there. Yeah. And I
0: thought it was the greatest thing ever because you're talking about. It was
1: the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: We were talking last week about how we know they're using it for sports washing, and we were debating how successfully that they were managing mm-hmm. that. Um, and that just shows that for all the sports washing you try and do and how you keep your society pure, if you allow outside influences in, they're going to behave like outside influences. And I thought it was great to uh, not only do the, like, the hand's trophy to the penis, but you're right, the vinegar strokes face was, was amazing. It was so
1: good. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I, I, it was awesome, Tony. Uh, it was, a, uh, it was good. I liked it. And, um, yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. It, it was funny because literally the, the day, maybe two days before, um, I had been, uh, Kelly had, uh, been at a salon appointment and conveniently located like down the street from her salon is beer zombies, which is a place I really don't ever go, but when it's convenient to go, uh, I would, I was fine with it. Um, but uh, they, on TV, they were just watching Adam Sandler movies for some reason. So they put on Happy Gilmore, and you know the beginning of Happy Gilmore is uh, Happy is like, "Oh, I worked as a janitor, and he puts the fucking mop between his legs and starts humping." And he's like, "And then I was a construction worker, and he puts the like a jackhammer through his legs, and you know, it's." And then this happened. I was like, "Damn, that is amazing!
0: Perfect." <laughs> he was a goalkeeper. Then he puts yeah, his yeah,
1: he was He puts his trophy <laughs> through there. Also made me think about somebody having a hand for for a dick.
0: Um, okay,
1: which I don't. Just I, I just sort of had that in thought in my head. Like, would that mean you could only be fisting? You're only fisting all the time because you're your dick hand.
0: Ooh. No, you don't have to get the whole thing in. There's no no reason that you say you have to get the whole thing in. See, the more interesting thought to me is not the, no, the kinda, hand okay. penis. Yeah. It's the penis for hands. <laughs> Cuz you have an opposable <laughs> okay. penis to be able to open things or is it just like a singular penis or is it four penises and a I don't know what the So thumb this is that
1: question, but, you know, would you rather have a hand for a penis or penis penises for hands. This is one of those you know, sort of important questions that we have to answer
0: Can in I our answer day-to-day that?
1: life. Yes. Ha- Go for it.
0: Hand for a penis because, like, otherwise yeah. you're going to have to wear gloves everywhere and anytime your arm gets stiff, people are going to know.
1: Everyone's going to have to blur. Every every time I, I, I'm anywhere, everyone's blurring out my hands. Yep. With the, yeah, they're pixelating my hands everywhere. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, plus, it wouldn't be bad to have another place to punch. Someone,
0: you know, you just
1: kind of wind up, you know.
0: Get him in a headlock. <laughs> yeah,
1: get him in a head. Yeah, you get him in a headlock, uh, <laughs> and you just go to town. On him. Yeah, uh, not too bad. That's a, that's a Three Stooges bit. A little bit. It's pretty good. <laughs> Boink! Um, but uh, it was a good. It was a good um, final. Uh, the final was killer. I, I, um, I an watched the, there about the first. Uh, uh, <laughs> The first 60 minutes um, while was sitting in uh, my bed because I was very lazy, uh, and it started at 7 a.m. So then I got up and I just, like, switched it off my – it was, like, the 80th minute, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get up and see Messi, you know, win this thing. They're up two to nothing. Yeah. It's fine. And um, by the time I turned the TV on and switched it off my phone, two goals had been scored. Oh, both? Scored oh, because they
0: twice. were within two yeah. minutes,
1: weren't they? There, yeah, it was, like – a two and a half minutes. So, uh, then it was tied and we got some free, got some free soccer. So that was pretty good. Um, great, great ending. Uh, even the extra time was really exciting. Um, despite there weren't, there wasn't, uh, well, there was a goal scored on both sides. I mean, it was, it was pretty wild. So great, great stuff. Um, good end of the tournament. Uh, hopefully it didn't make anyone forget that it was a stupid tournament at a crappy time of year and didn't make any sense to even do it. Uh, because now we have to. Now we're waiting for the Premier League to come back, and everybody's going to be fucking exhausted. <laughs> so, going to be going to be an interesting next uh, little period here for the leagues.
0: Well, I actually think it's the um, best result, um, not that they could have hoped for, but I think for the world in general, in the fact that it was such a good game, it, it won't sort of be. Like you won't just point to it by name. You'll probably point to it like the Hand of God game, yeah. um, where the match itself will be more synonymous than the country that hosted the game. So I think that's perhaps the best result we could hope for.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I tend to agree. That's good. Um, the the match sort of overshadowed a little bit of having a th- you know all of the elements that were un- unnerving. Yeah. about it so maybe we won't you know when we look back at this uh world cup we'll spend less time thinking about where it was or having to having to use that, that as a the, they won't be able to use that memory as sort of a glorifying aspect i, I suppose um you know it's interesting uh, with all this soccer going on and and you know argentina winning and brazil getting knocked out um I, I did find out this week that I might I might have a trip to Brazil coming up, Tony. You're so, up uh, with
0: Bolsonaro. Uh,
1: well, I would love to see the guy, but I I don't know if I want to go into a Brazilian hospital because that's pretty much almost certainly where he is at all times. He, he seems <laughs> to be in the hospital all the time. But he now he lost, didn't he? Did. he? Yep. Yeah, he's he's done. Um, I don't know I don't know what the new feller is going to be like, but. Is, isn't it Lula? Is Lula back? Isn't that what it Correct. is?
0: Correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so we know that guy. Um, the uh, uh, Yeah, yeah I, I might have to go for work. So I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping it happens. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get there from here, but that's okay. Really? Um, I'm hoping it goes off, yeah. Well, Can I mean, we it's not direct? too bad.
0: Just,
1: no, I cannot fly direct from I... Vegas to, to Sao Paulo. I'd have to go through... Um, LAX? I'd have to go through... Dallas.
0: Oh, that's not too bad.
1: Yeah, Dallas, and then and then it's Dallas. Actually.
0: The two and a half. Two and a
1: half hours, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's not too awful. But any, if anyone's got any tips on favorite Brazilian breweries, um, I hear Soul pretty good. So, soul.
0: Yeah, isn't that the Brazilian? Oh,
1: no, I, I think no. I'm pretty sure that's Mexican Soul. Oh, okay. Um no, I think Sol is is Mexican, but oh maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Uh Sol beer.
0: It does say cerveza, but that could mean anything. Mexico. I mean 18, yeah, yeah, 1899. Right. I apologize.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know much about Brazilian beer, so um I know they have a brewing culture there and and a lot of um uh, burgeoning uh popping up breweries so um i i I'd, I'd love to check check it out there if i if i find a a moment uh, i'm not sure how long i'm going to be there probably not longer than 4 or 5 days so we'll just have to see but that's going to be interesting huh I'll yeah see if that goes.
0: it'll be interesting to check out the um south american or specifically brazilian cuisine because i know they've got their whole specialized um cuisine that's that's very, very different to Mexican cuisine and I guess is is very underrepresented in the American culture, perhaps even more so than than, um, than any other, because I think African cuisine is fairly well represented in America these days. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think we have some
1: Brazilian restaurants. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, we have that, (laughs) but... uh, I mean, I, you know, I I had a friend who who went to Brazil many years ago when he was playing. Um, he was a he was doing some music thing, and um, he uh. He said that the, they do have the like Churrascaria type places, and he said they're. I mean, they're like one 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 thousandth of the price, um, and and uh, ten times better. Yep. Um, oh, feioada—that's fe- the dish that I was thinking of. Mike, there is a very famous dish from Brazil that, is that I the cannot fish
0: think. Stew? Of.
1: And I think yeah, I think that is a stew of some
0: with renown. Oil? Yeah.
1: Um. Yes. Uh. It does look quite yummy. So I'd have to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this. Oh no, it's a, it's a, it's black beans with different cuts of pork, supplemented with tomatoes, cabbage, and carrots. Um, sounds delicious. Traditionally, it's made with slow-cooked offal, such as trotters and ears. Um, damn it. these look. This looks amazing. <laughs> 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 I want it so bad. Okay, so that sounds good. I'm going to have to get my hands on that.
0: I do struggle um, yeah, with so, the texture of some yeah. of the offal. It's not the flavour of, of the offal that puts me off, but I've got to say I do str- struggle with the rubbery texture of some of the offal. But in a stew, hopefully it's not rubber band-like.
1: Now, speaking of food, Tony, I didn't even put this on the fucking thing. You know, I even did a Christmas game. What is your Christmas setup? What's your, what's your, are, you, are you doing like any slow cooked meat? You getting the grill out? What are you doing for what are you doing for dinner for Christmas?
0: Well, yeah, we're just but it's going to be at my sister's place. Um, we're contributing a couple of dishes. There's going to be some roasted lamb. Um, mm-hmm. My sister's husband he's big into barbecue, so he's going to be doing some barbecue meats. Um, okay. some pulled pork, um, okay. and I'm going to be contributing some home-baked flatbreads um, okay. with a good. baked camembert and spiced hot honey glaze. So that's going to be yeah. one of my contributions, and I'm also doing the cookie course, or not really a course, but yeah. I'm just going to put them out. I've just made some almond florentines. So that's sort of my contribution so far. So Mark not heavy quarantine. on the seafood like we would most years. My nephew is allergic to seafood, so we just... Because, um, of course,
1: Tony, as he, as you know, is Italian.
0: Well, no, it's, it's part of the... I know. I know it's I not know. the uh, seven dishes of fish or whatever that shit is, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I get you, seven, feast of seven fishes, as yeah, it were. Yeah.
0: It, it makes sense to um, not have a lot of hot dishes. Like a lot of the roast meats are either going to be... Um, warm or serve cold they're going to be done the day before and just served up cold because i think we're meant to get to mid 80s i think for christmas
1: all right oh yeah it's gonna be hot uh it's actually gonna be nice here too not mid 80s but maybe in like the, the 60s um we're gonna go have some pizza over at the um at the malika household on christmas eve and then i'm making i'm making beef bourguignon tony um, the, Maddie, the, Maddie, the Maddie Matheson recipe.
0: Okay. see so my preferred method watched. is yeah. the uh, Anthony Bourdain out of one of his recipe books, which is pretty delicious, but I love me some Maddie Matheson cooking action.
1: I just watched, I watched this, the, I, I wasn't going to do it necessarily for Christmas and then I watched his video of him making it. I'm like, oh, I have to make that. That now, looks extremely good. But, it's really not that much different from any other one. Yeah. Um, Except uh, he used, like, big fucking slab bacon, like inch cubes, not even inch, like, I don't know, yeah. just monster pieces of of bacon. So I went to Whole Foods and I was like, I need you to cut me, like, a big fucking inch thick hunk of bacon here <laughs> that I can carve. And I got way too much, so I'm going to have bacon for, like, months. But um,
0: I wish, so will I- say his, his classical stuff, like his French train stuff, is amazing. Like his other stuff is good, but when he like gets into that sort of very narrow yeah. classically trained stuff, he's, he's one of the best modern chefs at, at sort of edgy educating people on that. And yeah. I know he's goofy, but his like French onion soup is delicious. Um, he's I'm, really good yeah. at the classics.
1: I'm keeping it simple, Tony. I, got, I just got the pearl onions, I got the mushrooms, got the carrots, wine, brandy. Beef. Yep. Bacon.
0: That's all you need. You know,
1: go Yeah. We're, oh. we're beef stock. We're, we're all, we're there, you know.
0: Now, did you uh, buy your beef stock bread. or did you make it?
1: I bought it, but I Nothing got it from the, uh, I got it from the, from the, uh, meat counter where they make it.
0: <laughs> they make Sweet.
1: It. So not carton beef I stock. I got some, yeah, I got someone else to do the heavy lifting for me.
0: Fair enough. I'm not going to throw um, you any shade.
1: And then, uh, and then what is that bouquet bo- garni? Got yep. to tie up some herbs. Uh, toss got a couple of bay leaf. And, some I'm you know, gonna make a make a pile of sort of relatively stiff mash to plop it on top of. And I might make like a I'm gonna make like a cool cold green bean salad. Like blanch some green beans and toss them in like mustard and lemon or something. So there's a little acid on the plate too.
0: Yep. The something other like the other way of going is not to go down the mash route, which is fine is to get yourself a good quality sourdough from somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm getting some bread, some crusty bread um, to dip in the sauce. You know, I was going to do like the egg, because Julia Child does the egg noodles, but the sauce is a little thin, uh, the one that Maddie makes comparatively, and I'm like, I don't want to be swimming around in that. The potatoes will kind of help like soak it up a little bit. They will,
0: yep. And you can load them up with butter. Bit. Just, just don't thin them too much with Yeah, milk.
1: exactly. It's
0: Christmas. Yeah, that's what for that's the
1: And then you get the um, you get the bread because you're still gonna have plenty more <laughs> dipping to do. So you get the, you get the bread and you get that going. All right, you do anything else for Christmas? Just going over there. You guys got you got any big Christmas asks? You you rooting for some big gifts?
0: Oh, I mean. look, a lot of like equipment for my pizza oven um some cast iron pans with removable handles would be really helpful because that oven gets so fucking hot moving a cast pan with either a tea towel or an oven glove or a welding glove
1: it's it's hard as hell.
0: yep it's uh it's it's an effort so i'm hoping for that that's that's all i really need and i'll be fully set up so
1: good good yeah that's good news um what, any new pizzas this week? Are yeah. you cooking up anything good? Yeah, what
0: do you got? Really basic toppings. I, I, I may We have been growing garlic, and it's the longest day to the shortest. Sorry, the shortest day to the longest day. But our garlic came out a little bit early this year. Didn't quite make it to the longest day, um, in sunlight terms. But we grew mm-hmm. our garlic. Came out of the garden, so I made some garlic butter. Made a garlic butter pizza. Just some buffalo moths. Shit ton of butter, shit ton of garlic, brushed that sucker on and grilled it up. That was delicious. But the main pizza this week was just a um, double smoked ham with olives and buffalo mozzarella and red sauce, of course. I don't like putting a shit ton of ingredients on a base that I really enjoy because I use a poolish method where I do the fermentation 24 hours beforehand with the yeast and water. And then make the dough and allow it to cold ferment for another 24 hours. And so I really wanna highlight that base that I've worked hard on. And I've gotta say, that's becoming really, really good. I'm really getting um, a great stretch out of the crust now. Um, I'm able to control it. I'm using about a 63% hydration. So doing a Neapolitan style um, pizza dough this week. So nice puffy crust
1: that's that's some good stuff so we we were we had a friend we were at a friend's house and they and he he makes kind of the puffy crust style um pizza there and and he he does some fun typically his toppings are pretty straightforward you know yep spicy pep uh uh margarita yep you know et cetera but he did it he did one inspired this is from a restaurant i just realized they have a naples location so i gotta i gotta like complained to my dad that he doesn't take me there
0: oh naples florida no florida no, <laughs> no not, the, not not the nice not
1: the nice naples uh the, so he made a, a version of this pizza it, it's called the coffee paolo it had italian it had like tomato sauce mats, um gorgonzola yep. honey it had coffee sprinkled on top of all interesting. that interesting yeah. Now the the their traditional their their version of it at this place called mister O One O1 has spicy calabrese salami on it. Oh, good call. Um, also which which now he they they're um they they don't eat red meat in that house so oh. um I was saying like the pepperoni's even turkey but um which is fine. But um with even without it, it was kinda of, it was crazy good. I really yep. enjoyed it. Uh the gorgonzola, uh that you're like, Okay, the coffee's gonna be weird and sweet, but it really just added like an extra it was like you it's had gonna an extra char on it. Yeah. No, it wasn't char yeah, it had like an extra between the coffee and the honey, it almost felt like you had char on the bottom and char on the top. Yep. Um it kind of played off each other, then the gorgonzola and the honey were awesome, you know. So- um
0: See, I really so love the combination strange, of, but yeah. of pepperoni and and honey. That is a great combo on a pizza. Just after you yeah, the, bring it out, just give it a light light drizzle. Not so you can taste sweetness, just so it gives a, a counterpoint to the fattiness of, of pepperoni, because it's not really a lot of heat in in pepperoni or or even hot salami at that point.
1: Well, I, I like that hot that hot honey. The yep. um that uh, Mike's hot honey and you get that uh, with the um, with the, so there's a place here that does it with pepperoni and jalapenos and hot honey. It's really, It's a great pizza. I've got some jalapenos growing,
0: growing. Um, but we, we don't actually get access to Mike's hot honey. So I know if this was Brian, he'd be going off his head. You actually bother to make it? Yes. I bother to make it because I can't get it. So Looked up a recipe and it couldn't be simpler. Yeah,
1: what is it? What you, just some spices, right? Like cayenne
0: and maybe like some. No, no, you you put just a hot chili pepper flake in it.
1: I'm sure. Easy enough. You know.
0: And you add your honey um, to the heat. So you warm it up, just bring it up to the boil with the chilies in it, let them steep, add a little bit of vinegar. That's what Mike's hot honey has in it. We're talking maybe 1% vinegar. Um, I think the recipe called for apple cider vinegar. I didn't have apple cider. I used a red wine vinegar, but it was like fifteen yeah. mils into a big jar of honey, and it is delicious.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> I gotta go to this fucking place in Naples next time I'm there because I'm pissed <laughs> off that I never realized it was there, or it just got there. Maybe that I don't know. Maybe
0: is it I known know. as I- a. Like, I know not all of Florida is known as food hotspots but there are pockets within Florida that are
1: oh yeah Miami has a Michelin guide yeah I mean actually Florida the whole state has a guide now it's it's Miami Orlando and Tampa have a combined Michelin guide now yep uh, yeah there's good good stuff I mean every time I'm in Miami I eat I eat good yep yeah um, so I'm always happy about that. They have great food trucks. Uh, I think I talked about on here the deadly Katsu Sando I had from there with fucking Biria on top of it. Um, shit almost killed me, but it was goddamn good. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Florida's got its, got its spots. Um, but, uh, you know, to get to them, you will have to go into uh, Florida. <laughs> so that's maybe something I I,
0: you know. Because it's, it is it, such a populous place, as, as much as it, it is. is, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. I, as much as I make fun of it, it's got a, a million billion people come visit there from all over the world. People all yep. over the world love going to Miami. You know, it's a it's a very international city. Oh. Uh, I like Miami. I mean, it's perfectly pleasant. It's just having to be in DeSantis country isn't really yeah. that
0: super duper. I understand that. Now you've got two similar, in many ways, populations, and even even visitor. Um, to the state between Nevada and Florida. How do they compare in sort of, aside from the, the politics kind of view, is is there a more um, Cuban flavour to the um, yes. Florida popular? I,
1: Miami feels like a more international city. There, there's yep. a bigger, a different type of wider melting pot of South American um, uh You know, obviously Central America, Caribbean, um, some, you know, Mexican, um, but then there's this other component of like Eastern European, a lot of that Croatian, uh, Italians, uh, have a, have a foothold there. And then you've got the imported New Yorkers, which is its own whole thing. A lot of them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite the, you know, just mixing all that up with, uh, I mean, think of Brian's dad. He's sort of all of that at once. Yeah, he is. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Uh, t- t- and the you st- know.
0: stereotypical version of all of that at once,
1: wrapped yeah, up in a package he, of
0: five foot four.
1: Yeah, he, he's there. So he's in Boca Raton, so not far away. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think I think it's more so here um, in Vegas. It's more more. It, 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 I don't want to say it's not a worldly or international city. It is. We have people from all over the world here, but it's more Asian. Yep. A lot, a lot of Asian um, uh, people. A lot of Mexican who you know came in the '80s to build the the mega casinos. Um, so uh, a lot of that, uh, and then we do have a similar kind of. I think. Uh, profile of people who have moved here, but I think this, I think it's more Midwestern here. I think more Midwesterners
0: moved here. Interesting.
1: There's more fucking Wisconsinites here than you would ever believe. I mean, there's like Packer, there's a Packer bar down the goddamn street from me, you know. Um, <laughs> and Big Dogs Brewery is a fucking Packer's bar. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a Nebraska bar uh, down the street. Huskers. That plays Nebraska Huskers. Yeah, I'll take you over there, Tony. Next time you're here, you can go through for those. Go big red. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, and Californians, you know, so it's, it's that. I, I, just think it's a little, it's, um, it's a different profile, but, um, you know, I'm probably oversimplifying. We also have a lot of Salvadorian immigrants here, too. There's like yeah. 100 Salvadorian restaurants.
0: What uh, are they? Like to eat you haven't sort of mentioned They're them. Delicious.
1: I mean, there's all, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to all of them, but I right. mean, what's that? Like, papooses and stuff like that. And, um, I think there's some other maybe more specific salvadorian dishes i'm not thinking of so apologies to the salvadorian listen listeners to the show but um where are our rapas from i don't remember but they, we have those we have those in spades and they are fucking good if you've never had one tony i haven't um oh they're like a little corn it's like a little corn pancake um kind of but you cut they cut it open like a like you would a kebab like a pita oh yeah um it's not quite that big though. It's more like hand size, like a slider. You cut it open and then they fucking jam it full of scent fillings. So um, there's some with like uh, a steak and plantains. There's ones with this like spicy chicken, shredded chicken salad that's like made with like this green sauce that is insanely good. Um, and they are crammed full. I always order two because they look small, like around. But they're, yep. they're so full of shit that you, you eat one, and you're like, oh, I can't <laughs> eat that. That's not <laughs> cool. Um, oh, they're so good. Uh, and they do like the wood-fired chicken with the green sauce. That you, like kind of a Ooh. avocado green sauce that you dip in. Oh, ah, that food is good as hell. Um, uh, I I quite enjoy those. We have a lot of South American here, too. I don't know. It's just different than Miami. Miami's more uh, Caribbean flair. Here it's... um. I don't know. It's it's like everyone's just <laughs> staring straight ahead, Midwestern all the time. Even though we do have some of we do have some Central and South American people here too. Yep. And then a lot of noodle shops, which kicks ass. Gotta love that. All you right, do. Tony, you got new stuff, don't you? Have, you have some. You had a new brewery open by you, huh? How's that going?
0: We do. It's about eight hundred meters from where I live, so that's under half a mile, or bang on half a mile. Not bad. Not, Not bad, bad at all um yeah they've they've opened they've done a great job on the place I posted a picture in discord um but they're not brewing at the moment so this is kind of their soft opening and they'll be brewing in the new year so I'm excited to see what they'll be um popping out of there I'm I'm guessing it'll take them one or two years to really get on top of a style and stuff like that understanding their gear um but They've got a good guest list of beers. They've got beers from Borough. I know Nick wasn't impressed with a lot of their off-knit rings when he went there. Um, But they've also got beers from Good Times, which is a place in Tarelgan that brew out of a warehouse and they always do good beer. And our good friends at Sailor's Grave, who always do weird (laughs) things. And my beer of the week comes from them when we get to that segment. But uh, they've done a really good job at converting what used to be part of a milk factory into a a, a nice open space where people can gather. They had live music going, they had food going that was a fundraiser for a local school, um, outdoor games, some cornhole, some Jenga. Mm. So it, it's going to be a place that we can actually gather and not be stuck indoors. So I think they've done a really good job with the space so far. Um, I'm excited to see what they do on the brewery side.
1: That's great. Uh, did you – um I, I saw some pictures of food come out of there. Did you eat anything from there yet or not anything from, of any note?
0: Well, not from their kitchen. As I said, they were doing a fundraiser for the school, so the school oh, were actually okay. cooking. Right. And I did have their um, roast pork um, burgers, and it wasn't wasn't sliced pork. It was more like a pulled pork, but instead of like a sweet sauce that you would do for barbecue, I just smothered it in brown gravy, which is delicious as well. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. And can't, that, that, can't was, that, that was that was excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, the snags were two dollars a piece, um, which is pretty good value, with inflation the way it is. Um,
1: That's pretty good. It's hard to get a snag for two dollars here.
0: Yeah. Yep. In and, U.S. And they they were a um, a local mace, made sausage by one of the one of the butchers, so they had really good flavor. So, yeah, big fan so far.
1: Good. All right, that's good news. Nice to have. A, isn't it nice? Nice having a place like that, that close, but also kind of, un, un, you know, a little too easy, <laughs> too accessible.
0: Yes. Although it's going to be nice on a hot day to be able to go for a wander and uh, just grab a hot, be- a cold beer on a on a hot, hot day.
1: Hot beer on a hot day.
0: Yep. Or nothing better. Something like that.
1: Something like that. Um. All right, well, Tony, uh, you put on Twitter shit show here. Um, what's the latest? I I feel like I um, I can't track I can't track this guy. It just feels like all I see is uh, every mm, we'll say seventy two hours, uh, people start saying um, you can find me on on uh, put p- pisser. Yeah. Check me out on pisser because I'm leaving Twitter. Yeah, don't really. Um, give so a fuck you you fuck. can come do you can come read my pisses over at pisser. Um,
0: the more whatever. the more interesting part to that was the fact that anybody doing that was getting banned for a for a time. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Yeah, he, uh, Elon there is having a nice time now. I saw that he tried to get himself voted out of being CEO and seems to have succeeded.
0: Yes, um, that that was a calculated move. The more interesting part is he's he's going into a whole bunch of these Twitter hangouts, which I didn't even know were a thing with a whole bunch of people and then people ask him basic questions and he doesn't know the answer to it. So that's that's the yeah. more interesting part for me. Because he was asked today whether the code needed to be completely stripped down and, and rewritten from the baseline or it just needed yeah. some engineers to whiteboard Re-factory. it and then problem solve. Right, right, yeah. And so somebody asked him that question and he said, Tear that shit down kind of statement and they then they said, Why? What what are the problems with it? It just needs a fixing kind of thing. And then somebody laughed at him, who was a software engineer, and he's like, mute that guy or I'm off. And then they muted that guy and he was off. And then somebody Amazing. was having a go at him about – because Elon was seeing the same ad on Twitter all the time. Now, if true. anybody knows anything about ads – There aren't a lot of ads. Left out of here, right? yeah. Well, right? true. But – comes down to how the advertiser is running their campaign. If an advertiser is running a campaign where yeah. they want to put the ad in front of you a million times, they can do that, and they can, they can specify that. And he's like, "The Twitter code broken. I saw the same ad twenty times." Well, no, that ad was yeah. targeted at you based on your Twitter habits. And it's like, there was a, a advertising guy, and they're trying to explain this to him, and he's like, "Shut this fool up!" And it was like. <laughs> That's the sort of thing I'm there for. This is a guy that thinks he knows everything. Just because he was brought up rich and didn't fuck off his money when he was was twenty one, everybody thinks he's a genius. Now he's actually out in the public and we're starting to see he just happens to be rich and he's a dickhead. It's yeah. the best.
1: He's just a dip he's just a dipshit. He doesn't know he doesn't know anything. He's a very stupid person. So not surprising. Hey, he um, created SpaceX and we're crazy. going to
0: Mars in 2025. Do not call him a dipshit. He, I mean, I'm uh, not
1: – he ain't getting my ass to Mars.
0: <laughs> and he, he's worked on every single Tesla. He's put every single nut and bolt in that thing. You ask the uh, the um, Musk fanboys if there's any of those guys left, if he hasn't banned them already.
1: There still, there's still seem to be a few that are um, – I mean, horny for him, right? And pretty yep. much like defending everything he does. Yeah, um, you can't chase these guys off, it doesn't seem like.
0: I, I do think some of these guys are protecting their own ass and they're, they're deep in the uh, Tesla um, stocks. And that's a part of it. Getting back to Tesla, getting his mouth shut. Hopefully, the step. Stock price goes up, and then they can sell out. I think that is a part of it for some of them. But yeah, some of them will never co- be convinced that um, he's a. Dick. He's an idiot. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's he's a mess. Um, I mean, do you you still in the same spot? You think it's gonna just? You think it's gonna just melt down eventually, or?
0: <laughs> meltdown's dramatic. I don't think it's gonna melt down. I think it's becoming less and less important by the second, and I think the longer... Less relevant. The longer it's under his stewardship, whether it's um, with his name on it or not, I think it'll become less and less relevant. I don't think any of these other platforms will crop up to take its place, but I do think places like Substack and um, other ways of getting your journalism out will will just take over. There'll be no other social media space to, to take its place. It'll just fade away and it'll be replaced by other right. things. Cause who uses Skype these days? Zoom isn't a direct <coughs> replacement for Skype, but yeah, they just sort of. Well,
1: we're all on, we're all on Microsoft teams because of um, someone just decided that that's what we would be on, even though it sucks really bad.
0: Yeah. But does it um, suck as bad as Skype with their mismanagement? Oh
1: yeah. No, it doesn't. It's, it's not no it's just totally different but uh it's not as nice as discord uh by any stretch of the imagination um discord's much much better and speaking of how nice and fun discord is tony why don't we uh jump over and look at some of the things that are in our discord this week huh all right all right uh So, um, Tony, it looks like you, uh, uh, next, when is this going to be in the next little bit? You're going to be headed to, Oh, the 21st of January is coming up.
0: So the official
1: Australian launch of side project brewing from St. Louis, Tony. Oh my God. Uh, this is so cool. Very excited for this for you. Um, I wish I had something like this that I could go to. Um, uh, so it looks like, um, okay. So you're going to have side project okay, for, I don't know who forward hops is, but the, here at the at Carwin sellers, it looks like they're going to have a bunch of side project kegs and rare bottles exclusive. Um, you're getting, uh, uh, early access Alright so let's see what you get for this So you have early So Nick looks like Nick Thank you Nick for giving us some content uh, Nick got Oops. you a ticket to this Little get, get up here uh, what, What's it cost here uh, What 120 some
0: bucks 127 I think it was
1: 127 not bad So you get early entry You get five pours of the side project draft Priority access to purchase the bottle pours Of the rare stouts so, Which we will be doing um, You get A welcome drink. Uh, There's going to be 20 beers on tap. I don't know what the beers on tap are, but that's a lot of side project beers. You get a 100-mil pour of 4 Gabe. I think Gabe is his son, uh, Corey's son. Yep. Um, Not our Corey, Corey King, uh, which is a BA Imperial Stout and Barley Wine blend. Uh, You get priority access to purchase 100-mil pours of the rare BA Stouts. interested to see what those are. You get a special food item. From the barbecue, and you get a glass. Tony, very nice. All right. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. I, I, I can't wait to see what the draft list is for this, so you're going to have to keep us posted as to that.
0: Absolutely. Um, do, do. And
1: obviously the bottle pours. I did see that um, if we jump over into the beer chat, that uh, Nick had posted. Um, is this from Is this from Carwin? Sellers, pictures um, of the just bottle setup at this place. Um, so here's some of the side project they just have in bottles right now. So you have saison saison saisonnier, uh, two types. You got beer beer blanche, red plum. of oh, pulling nails. Hell yeah, cuvée, tate cuvée. Um, shit, that's a good setup not to mention the Belgian setup here. All this Fantome, Tilkin, uh, I see some Duronc. I see some uh, uh, De Molen, I think. Some Ode-Beerzel, uh, Roquefort. Good Lord, Tony. Yeah. What's going on at this joint?
0: Uh, probably the premier um, beer destination in... Australia, I would go as far to say. Uh, they do have an online presence. I have ordered from them in the past. They do an amazing job. I've, I've never been to their premises, but I do know the quality of their beers and how they turn over their stock is, is pretty damn good. And anything sort of on the rarer side, I've tended to got from, from those guys.
1: Very nice. All right. So let's go back into our beer chat a little bit here. Uh, it's some good beer pictures this week, Tony. All right. All right. Um, hell, even I put up some fucking shit, which is rare for me to do, huh? Yes. Uh, we got some, uh, okay. Here's where we are. Here's, uh, I'm going to skip this cause this isn't our news and we're going to go right to, Oh, this was some news too. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, we'll cover that in news too. Uh, so max allotment had posted some mc mc squared from equilibrium I walked into beer zombies like I said the other day watching adam Sandler movies and guess wouldn't you know it they had mc squared uh, over there at uh, from equilibrium um, nice color on that one uh, poured nice tasted good i agree with uh, I agree with everything max said um, very apricot juice heavy um, but a nice grassy dank ish finish. Um nice. Max was also drinking some twenty fourteen Rumpkin. Um, I remember these uh these beers. It's it's these Avery barrel age beers which are like one thousand percent. This one's sixteen point seven. Um intense toffee notes with cognac like viscosity. No trace of booze. To geez.
0: Well it is it's terrifying a beer that's what, six and a seven years old at this point. Yeah. It's um, it's true. That's where I think rum has an advantage over over bourbon. Like because it is so one-dimensional when it fades, I really like how rum fades on, on something of that age personally. Yeah.
1: I don't always care for rum. I've said that before. But lately I've had a couple of rum beers that I've I rum barrel beers that I've liked more. So I'd be interested to give some Rumpkin a go again. I'm sure it's good. Um, Tony, this was something I threw up. Up here the other day uh, when we were eating pizza at a buddy's house, we opened this up. Uh, this was a bottle I had gotten into a war shipment. It's from 903. I don't remember the name of it. It's Barrel-Aged Donut Stout. I think that's actually the name of it.
0: Love had the wax. the Homer team. Donut.
1: Had the sprinkle wax. Um, as for the beer, I thought it was okay. Um, maybe not the best thing we had opened. It was it was very sweet um, and, and kind of odd, un- unusually... Texture for something that sweet, um, and the barrel didn't quite pop off as much as I would have liked. But um, you know what? A, a fun thing to look at. So that's yep. that's fine. Uh, Nick Torque was back at it. Uh, of course, he was drinking some Mountain Culture. Yep, um, Saint
0: root. Love me some Saint root.
1: Now, what is he? What is he eating here?
0: That's uh, like some lamb shoulder roast of lamb. Okay.
1: Sort of oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, slow cooked English style, which is delicious, done right, very good, still juicy, but um, crispy skin.
1: Jesus, Mafco place was really popping off, huh?
0: Yeah, for a town of uh, crowd in here 4,000. Now, I will say, I'm not going to be posting a photo of the bathrooms. Am I afraid of being that creepy guy? Um, Hosting.
1: Taking pictures in the bathrooms? No. Were the bathrooms? A, were the bathrooms a? If I recall, a fellow, what was the guy? Don Z, reviewing the bathrooms at Three Floyds uh, on Yelp. He, I believe, said called said the bathrooms were a crack whore. That's what he said.
0: Well, these weren't a crack whore. I don't want to spoil the surprise for Nick. Um, no. They are not over the top, but they are well done. Let me say that. So don't want All to spoil right. them, All Nick. Right. They've been done well.
1: That's good. Okay, good news.
0: And you're um, back with some more beers. You've been posting like a madman this week. Had a
1: uh, open some some side project myself over there at the Silver Stamp, Tony. This was Mercy. It was just a blend of all barrel aged American Missouri Wild Ale, as it were. Um, and it was extremely, extremely funky and 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 slightly tart and very good. Uh, that was it was it almost tasted like it had lemon in it. Because it was not in that tart way, but just in that, like, refreshing citrus way. Had this, like, tart but but lemonade-y type quality to it, like, with a slight funk. It was so easy to drink. Very awesome. Um, You're going to love those side projects, sour. Yep, I know.
0: I'm really looking forward to them. But, um, yeah, it's... um I know they're pushing their barrel aged stouts and stuff, but you know what? I love a good sour, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be really exciting to check out, and be interesting to see how many of the twenty taps will be sours or or, or will be stouts or or will be. I doubt they'll be bringing out any hazy, but but things of different note. Speaking of different notes, Nick Talk had himself an ESB from Hargrave Hills. <clears throat> Um, Hargrave Hill, been around for ages, and I'd be interested to hear Nick's uh, thoughts on this, I thought it was one of the best Australian-produced ESBs that I had um, that wasn't too over-the-top multi. Uh, but okay. it, it's been a few years since I've had that ESB, and I think it was in a bottle, not in a can. That's how long ago I had it. And how often do you I mean, see bottles like nice... for things like ESBs these days?
1: Good colour on that. Um, <laughs> they have a they have a guest dog in the house there. Ooh. Who's a very he's a very sweet looking dog, but apparently he, he's uh, eating Nick's socks, which is too bad. But, um, what else he had here? It's he a Norwegian beer. I some Thunder Juice New England IPA from Amundsen. This looks like a nice color. Uh nice Deeds footed ale glass too, by the way. Like that's that.
0: that's the one we got at the Deeds event this year. I've got a glass. W-tudes.
1: W 2s at the Corridor Brewery in Chicago. I've been here a handful of times. Good pizza. Good. Uh, they make some good good stuff there. Uh, cauliflower and curds, Tony. That's the thing to get at Corridor. It's it's uh,
0: so roasted it's cauliflower. Deep,
1: deep fried cauliflower and deep fried cheese curds, and they're mixed together, and you don't really Fuck know yeah. which one you're getting when you when you grab them. Yes. And then they um, they dump uh, buffalo sauce on top of
0: the. Whole oh. <laughs> Because, like, I know you can get fancy with all your hot sauces, but I love me some Frank's Red Hot. And you add Frank's Red, that. Red Hot and butter, Oh, I'm there for yeah, that.
1: pretty much it. That's good. So this was the Evil Star Imperial Stout. Um, they did write a quite long description here. Uh, I guess, long story short, it has 20 pounds of roasted cocoa nibs um, in it, and that's what it is, 12.2%. Um it, uh, boy, it is a long description for just being a beer with cocoa nibs in it. <laughs> uh, hard to, hard to disagree with that. Um, here, let's check it out, Tony. I didn't look up this beer. What do we got? You got an un- untapped, you got an untrapped rating for me? Uh, an evil star, non-barrel age, cocoa nibs stout from Corridor. 4.29. Hmm.
0: The non-barrel age hurts, I'm guessing. But you never know, um, and lack of adjuncts could also hurt it. I may be high, if it's if I've missed it, I've missed it being too generous with my score. 0.75, a three point seven
1: five, a three point five. So probably now four point two nine, since nobody rated it above four point two. Yeah, but that <laughs> uh, there's only there's only been four ratings or five ratings. So Maybe <laughs> okay. not fair to do that one. Um. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I, I, I didn't mention what Nick was drinking when he went to this Carwin Sellers place. He was drinking Black Tuesday, um, 20 percent alcohol. Um, I did my last De war box. I got a twenty four carat Tuesday, which is essentially carrot flavored Black Tuesday. Yep. Um, and uh, it's very much uh, I don't know eighteen percent or something. So not not going to be opening that one on on our own. That's that's fine. <laughs> Um, what else, Tony? Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, how about this? So, uh, this is from Corey. You our in the kitchen group. Um, let's. Uh, let me. We're
0: to work out in the here. kitchen.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, meet the artist who made a sacred three thousand pound tomb for flaming hot Cheetos. Yes. Um. Open. Damn you. There we go. Um, let's see here. Uh, sacred 3000 pound tomb, flaming hot Cheetos. This is on rolling stone. And if it will ever load a flaming hot Cheetos sarcophagus, a Seattle visionary who goes by Sunday, nobody excels at creating overcomplicated, utterly pointless meme inspired objects. So this feller, um, Oh, he planted a sink. He, uh, he constructed and buried a three thousand pound concrete sarcophagus. He buried a single bag of flaming hot Cheetos on the site. He planted a marker that reads "Historical artifact buried below. Do not open for ten thousand years." So, Tony. Um, yes, Griff. I'm there for You know, we talked. Uh, no, I think we talked a couple of weeks. You know, maybe I brought up the thing and maybe I just did this. It's like how you mark that there's toxic waste underneath the earth um, to future like peoples, as it were, or, or, or yep. organisms. Um, you have to like do you have to essentially communicate non linguistically that there's something dangerous here in this place. And it feels like this guy sort of skipped some of that when he buried the flame and hot cheetos. Right. But...
0: <laughs> Maybe, but I I think it's it's a it's a warning that's needed because they don't know what they're going to get when they they open Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Because I'm a big fan of the Flamin' Hot Dust.
1: You like Flamin' Hot stuff?
0: Yeah, there's something gotta, about yeah. it because it is a really um, interesting like throat tickle that it causes because it's not a traditional like blow your head off heat burn, but it really fucks up your You're breathing. If you get it wrong with the dust, big fan (laughs) of it.
1: It fucks up your breathing. Um, it's pretty good. Have you
0: ever sucked in some hot Cheeto dust incorrectly?
1: I just snort the goddamn shit, so I don't. I don't care. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. Have you ever? Do you guys do any like um uh. I mean, I guess, I guess this is more of a here thing, but here, you know, like a lote, like a, a esquites salad, like a lote yep. salad type thing. You, they just, um, like the corn, street corn.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, what that is.
1: They just cover it in uh some. Some places will just cover it in a bunch of crumpled up flaming hot Cheetos oh. or flaming hot Fritos or something, you know, flaming hot corn chips.
0: That sounds good.
1: Um, it is good. It's really good. You mix that in there. It's very nice. Ooh. Um, well, Corey was the only person who posted his top and bottom um, from his year in beer on uh, un- Untap. So I think we should wait for a couple more. Uh, okay. I got to get mine in there still. Yep. Um, but, uh, the, you know, mine, I don't know, I'm checking in beers a little less this year. So mine is a little bit, um, maybe not the most accurate representation <laughs> of everything I was drinking. But I think it did cover the right things in that it said like my most my my most popular breweries are like Pizza Port and Horace, because I was looking at
0: it. Well, so that makes sense. I'll
1: just have to I'll just have to pull it down.
0: Now, um, how many beers did you check in? Can you give us that stat? Because I think I was at a hundred less than uh, Corey. So. Um, I think I was at 154, but I've got to do a better job. Of no, no, no. This is. isn't about, this isn't
1: say what how many Corey checked in. It just says his top beer was checked in 254 times by oh, everyone that's else. Right.
0: Yep. Gotcha. So I'm not
1: sure. Does it give you a final count? I, 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 I thought it look. does I,
0: somewhere, but maybe not. Um,
1: here, I, I can look now, um, see how long it takes. I don't know why they do it this way. I have 329 this year.
0: So you're still uh, checking check in, in quite a few beers.
1: Oh, yeah, but I think I missed some. I mean, for God's sake, my most popular place that I checked in this year was the Mickler Beer Celebration. Do I really think I would even tried more beers at Mickler Beer Celebration than I have had at Corey's this year? There's no way, you know, um, or Silver Stamp, for that matter. So, um, you know, I think I've missed a... We'll say I've missed a few. Um, I'm not checking in... Yeah. Uh, every time I drink a, you know, whatever, a lager at the silver stamp. So Yep. Yeah. I guess even with my check-ins, I'm still unhealthy, you know, even just that. That's fine. We're just going to have to live with it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is just where we're at. Interesting to see whether you um, got more stats because you're a premium member or they just use the same algorithm and presentation for everybody.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll post mine up um, tomorrow morning. I promise. I'll do it. And then we'll talk about these next week. Tony, you got to post yours too, though.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Now, right. click over to the global tab. Is there anything that um, surprises you about some of the things that, that, that pop out? Um, the style. Right, we can talk
1: about that. The global tab. Okay, yeah. so we have... IPA makes up thirty three percent of the check ins.
0: Low, that's not Real too low.
1: surprising to me. Yeah, um, American ale. What do you think American ale means? Seven percent is American ale.
0: I think that's pale. I think that's just pale okay. and amber all wrapped into one category.
1: Uh. I have to check into an an American IPA before I can get special stats. Oh man! Okay, I'll do that. Um, Average of sixty-one check-ins per person. Yes. Nah. That seems that's that's low.
0: Yes and no. It's it's low for what you and I checked in, but for a social network to get the average user.
1: Oh, it's, good engagement. it's low for i think um generally the average american does drink more than 60 beers a year oh. based on
0: <laughs> without a doubt
1: the average, the average wisconsinite drinks about that many not want to say a day a week i don't know
0: but you're not checking in repeated beers these days are you unless you've got a change in vintage because otherwise all you'd be checking in was was lager this year You'd have about three hundred. Yeah, that's right. Lighter. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'd have I'd have four hundred. Um, you know, check-ins of, uh, uh pills. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, we're missing a lot of free pills. in Mine. Um, sometimes I check in a zombie dust when I'm back in Chicago. I've had I've checked in a lot of zombie dust, but it's always nice to boost those zombie dust stats. You know how it is. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think um, yeah, I think you're right. IPA probably should be lower. Light lager maybe feels like it's out of whack, but I guess it's just because these are all craft drinkers, so they're not drinking a lot. Of, they're not sitting around drinking a lot of Miller Lite. you know.
0: No, it's not a presentation of what people are actually drinking on the whole, but it's what they're willing to spend time yeah, in actually letting people know that they're drinking. That's it's like every other social
1: media. media. It's like every other social media. We have to um, put out our best selves, you know. Yep. Now We want to we want to look like we're having the best time drinking the coolest stuff.
0: Yeah, because sour ale at 8% is a standout for me. There's no way for most drinkers, you and I excluded, and I think a good portion of this audience, no way is 8% of their, their drinking habit made up with <laughs> sours.
1: Hell That's... stout might be there too. I mean, it feels like uh, eight, uh, 17% of all of the beers checked in were just – Freaks like me at bottle shares.
0: <laughs> well, that is a part of it.
1: Taking down, you know, seven different sours and then complaining about heartburn or whatever.
0: <laughs> thank, thank God Oops. for my lanta.
1: Right. Yeah. Thank God for Tums. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. That'll be a good adventure for, for next week. We can uh, break down our, our, uh, th- our, the untapped, uh, year in review Uh, The week before and next week after that, two weeks, will be the drippies. So get your drippy nominees in. Absolutely. I don't know if I – maybe I'll pin the channel or something up here. Is that something I can do? Um,
0: I I think you can.
1: I can at least move it to the top. I know we've had some
0: AI suggestions, but I'll get on to chat GP or GP chat or whatever that thing is and and get it to to suggest a couple of – Couple of categories more based on those original categories that some other AI came up with. Um, right. By having a chat with it, maybe we, uh, maybe we've got a contender for for mail keg um, question of the year because we've got a question this All time right, let's around. The,
1: let's hit the mail keg team.
0: All
1: right. So uh, here's one. This is from Corey. Uh,
0: <laughs> Post
1: an article here. It says, don't uh, don't with Christmas ornaments, Dr. Warns.
0: Uh, sorry. Um, the key word actually glitched on us then. That was don't masturbate with Christmas ornaments. Don't,
1: don't masturbate with Christmas ornaments. Do, hey, to all of our listeners out, listeners out there, do not pull off. Uh, or shove in any christmas ornaments where where's patch when we need him <laughs> yes. is, is, do we got to need a second i mean I, you know we we've, we've heard tell of TAI coming back i think not not a moment too soon i would say um, yep. for uh, for patch to come on and, and give us some warnings here um so the the question is uh <clears throat> tony what is your favorite uh, holiday ornament. What is your favorite Christmas ornament type? <laughs> and do you beat off with it?
0: Second part to that, always. And I'd go yes. with tinsel, just for some texture. You're,
1: you're 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 squeaking you're squeaking the tinsel against your your pud there.
0: Yeah. How about you? What are you putting against your pud?
1: This lady appears to have shoved a candy cane. Into her, um, into her vagina. Somebody put a ball up there. You know what they say, Tony. I think we've covered this before. It's got to have um, a flared base. It's got to have a flared base. You cannot. You really don't want to be putting anything in your ass um, or anywhere else. I would say that doesn't have a flared. Doesn't have a flared base, or else it's gonna, it's gonna find its way. It's now- gonna find its way up there for good.
0: Let's just talk about the incorrect use of the candy cane. This wouldn't have been a problem if she had a lead with the other end.
1: Yeah, why did she go that way? <laughs> why would you do it that way? I don't – that part is really throwing me. I don't know why you would do it – Because I don't know why you would do it that yeah, way. Yeah, you,
0: you do it the other way around. It can be a tickler for for either patch, either zone there, if you know what yeah, I mean. and
1: go – yeah, you can, you know, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with the candy cane. You can, you know, I mean, I don't know how hygienic it is, but, you know, I would, you, know, you can go, you know, front back. If you're, if you're an oral fixation, that's not perfect. That's what it's even meant for, yep. um, is, is putting in your mouth and sucking <laughs> on, you know. Perfect.
0: Now, this would uh, have to be wrapped, wouldn't it? Or is, or do you think this went in unwrapped?
1: I would not put anything sugary in there that that gives me that makes me uneasy that's not what i would do um i don't know why there's something on un- <laughs> it feels like you're met- there's it's a delicate biome in that area that i'm really not looking to upset mix in yeah yeah or with food items <laughs> um doesn't seem like good doesn't seem like a good idea tony i'm no i'm not a, I, ain't, I i know i'm not a doctor um but that feels like the safest route is um, to i mean gwyneth paltrow was was big into the like the hot the steamers and that, that can't be good either i no. you know it's another thing you don't want to get it very hot you don't want to be putting candy up it you know i just i don't know nah Man, it, just take it easy with it. It's got its own situation going there. We don't have to we don't have to get, start fiddling around just keep it there. To, to
0: metal and plastic objects, am I right? Or tempered glass.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean it kind of leaves leaves me out of it, but whatever, that's fine.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> I apologize.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> griff. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Now <laughs> ah, you're getting it. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, well, what now? What was the next thing? There was another component to this. So, okay, I didn't answer my favorite Christmas ornament. Yes. Um, my favorite Christmas ornament to um, boy, to look at, I guess is, and I guess that's the only question oh, here.
0: Was to uh, look at. It has to be lights, right? Yeah, you
1: gotta have the lights. Uh, you know, I kind of like the fun little trinket versions. You know, everyone's got the balls, but you know, the balls seem to be so popular to be putting in your ass or or elsewhere, uh, these days that maybe I'm just into, you know, lights are good. We'll just stick with those. And, and like the little, um, you know, you got like a little Santa guy that like hangs off the tree. You got a little like, yep, house and cool
0: sunglasses.
1: Or maybe, yeah, maybe like, um, Maybe like a, a an Illinois block eye or something on there.
0: You know, it's kind of cool. Now, nice, what, very good. What's your household like for decorations? Because my place, okay, it's, I, a, it's a Christmas tree, like small plastic one. That's that's all we have got going on. Not a whole bunch of decorations.
1: Yeah, it's not crazy in here. We have um we have a Christmas tree that's for our place here. That it's 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 tall. It's it's like seven feet tall. It so might, my height, you know, a little taller than me. It's not crazy for here. But it's very um it's very skinny um
0: yep. like you you know
1: i could you know i could like wrap my arms around it essentially so um so there's it's you know it's nice uh and then we have some little wreaths that kelly put around some of the little closet doors and stuff and we put a wreath outside
0: i'm guessing the malignant household it. would be a little different
1: it's um you know <laughs> They have a love-hate relationship with Christmas, um, <laughs> as in it's uh, there's a lot of it to start, and then maybe about 40 seconds after the kids have opened presents, uh, Jameson has already put away every single Christmas decoration into the basement, or not whatever the attic or wherever the hell it goes, you know, wherever the storage area is, the garage. Yep. Um, it's just all gone. She is, like, immediately Done with it, and even at <laughs> occasions, it seems like before you even get to the day, she's already put something uh, out of out of her mind. So, that's um, that's one way to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I think they've got they've got a little bit more floating around. It's you know it's festive in here. Kelly's got like some little trees and. You know, she gets a good candle going, and she made a bunch of Christmas cookies, so I'm feeling pretty I'm feeling pretty satisfied with my Christmas experience so
0: far. Okay, got to talk more about this Christmas cookie. Talk me through it. Heavily spiced or just like Oh, she's got a
1: whole mixed bag of them. We got shortbreads. She did like Earl Grey shortbreads this year. They're really good. Uh, we got the peanut butter blossoms. I don't know if you're familiar with those. It's no. essentially like a peanut butter cookie, peanut butter sugar cookie with like a Hershey Kiss or a or or some other chocolate covered confection pushed into the top a little bit um while it's still warm. Nice. And then and those are really good. Uh we got some like chocolate crinkle type cookies or like a chocolate cookie that I don't know, they kind of crackle a little bit and they're yep, soft. I'm they're good. With those. Yep. And then um there were some uh uh oh oh like a ginger um like a ginger cookie that was similar, yep. like a like a ginger cookie with maybe like some sprinkled crystal sugar on top yep. that has um
0: Is that other like book? because she does some mega um crackly. I, uh,
1: I'm not sure, but they are very they're quite good. Um yep. so pretty happy with those. The shortbreads are delicious. I'm actually really liking the shortbreads. Um yeah, we got a nice cookie cookie set up here. Uh so yeah, it's been been solid yeah good 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 time of year now the last thing that that nick posted here this isn't a question but uh just to compete with Corey's nasty story um ohio woman accused of trying to steal a christmas tree by hiding it in her vagina and i mean that is
0: a prison purse
1: that's not gonna work (laughs) didn't seem like didn't seem like it worked um
0: look i will give her props because it does have a flared base
1: (laughs) can't argue with that tony you're right it does have a flared doesn't have a flared base um (laughs) cory says it's not the size of the tree that matters it's how you hide it great point all right all right tony why don't we jump over into our logger of the week Griffs Logger. of the week. Griffs Logger. of the week. All right, Tony. Mine, I, I maybe have mentioned on here before. Who knows? Frame pills? Probably. I checked it in before. It's not frame pills. It's a uh, clever kiwi. Ke- clever kiwi from Burgen uh, Nelson Hopped Pilsner. Uh, it's uh, essentially a Keller pills. Uh, with uh, multiple editions of hand selected Nelson Sovin. So excellent. Very, 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 very yummy. A little bright, you know, got that like citrus yep. quality, lemon. Uh, I don't want to say it has, a, it's not, the, it has a little bit of that sweet, I don't know, you know Nelson Sovin, like the white grape taste. Yep. A little bit of that. Um, it's super tasty. I doesn't, quite enjoy it. So. Doesn't
0: cat pee up man. like Nelson Sovin can sometimes do.
1: Didn't did not detect as much cat pee. Um, mostly just delicious lemon and lager. Very tasty. So
0: excellent. Tony, um, how about you? Mine would be the Good Times Lager because I had a chance to back to back them with the um, Sailor's Grave Lager, and it was the better beer out of the two. So I'd say Good Times Lager, which is just yeah, an Australian light lager kind of thing. Delicious on a uh, sunburny kind of cloudy day.
1: Yeah, you're just really struggling with the sunburn, huh?
0: Well, you can see me across – well, when my camera was working, you could see me. And let me just say the sun didn't come out at all that day, but I still got fried. Thank you, hole in the ozone layer.
1: Yeah, we have that too where if it's cloudy out, Kelly's like, you have to put sunscreen on your face because you're going to burn because I'm pasty as shit. So.
0: This is true. Um,
1: it it has to happen. Yeah, it's good. Um all right, Tony, we'll just do... I want to jump into the beers of the week, huh? Why don't you go first, Tony?
0: Well, now, how do you... Um, characterise this style, it's a graph, I think is what it's called, which was a fictional style that then became a real style, which is a, a deliberately brewed cider slash beer hybrid, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, so because I can remember back in the um, oh, more beer or one of those big, um, Homebrew shops used to have a YouTube channel, and and they were one of the first to to brew this graph style of beer. It it's like it came out as a dark beer that was immensely tart and um, really quite light in flavour for something that was eight percent. Really, really delicious. Uh, Red Belly Black Snake, it was called by Sailor okay. the Grave, doing what they do best, which is their They're straight-ahead sours, uh, clean sours, Um, really, really delicious beer. Um, Only 15 check-ins so far, so I'm not going to make you do the untrapped game because with 15 check-ins, I've probably skewed the result there. So a delicious beer. How about you, Griff? Is yours a sour or is yours a big boy stout? I'm guessing big boy stout.
1: I got both. I'm going to go with that Merci from uh, Side Project, Uh, the Wine and Cheese Place 40th Anniversary version. Um, Tony, I actually have the description here. It is, um, uh, selected oak barrels of eau de fermier. Uh, and, um, oh no, sorry. They pulled together pieces that include a funky wild ale base, a puncheon that held blended 2017 and a puncheon of eau de fermier, which is uncharacteristically more brett forward than we normally use. Uh, this puncheon was beautiful and incredibly unique and it provided the last attribute for the final blend. Uh, of okay. um, so yeah, this was funky, wild, uh, not super sour, tart enough to pop, but but not um, crazy. So that's probably the best thing. Um, but I want to supplement that with some big stout because I did drink a little bit uh, of big stout uh, over while we were eating pizza. We opened just I don't know, a couple of them and shared them anyways. This one was called Juni Reserve. This is from, we've talked about these guys before, Transient Artisan Ales. Yes, we have. Uh, they make great sour beer too, but this was a stout. This was uh, 14.5% uh, aged in Henry McKenna 10-year barrels for two years. Very, very, very good. Uh, excellent. Very whiskey forward. Um, had that little bit of like toasty barrel char, barrel char flavor that I love. Really killer. Nice job by Transient. A a sneaky, good barrel program there over at Transient. Tony, you want to guess the rating on Junie? Junie won 91 check ins, Um, 14.5%, no adjuncts. 4.05.
0: Yeah, 4.33, Tony. Jesus. I'm getting worse at this game, without a doubt.
1: Uh, it's, Hey, listen, it's tough out there. Okay. It's all right. Um, all right, Tony. Well, there's our beers. We drank beer. We did it again. I'm drinking one right now. I just opened my first beer of the show. Tony, um, had to, had to, I had gone to Corey's for a quick beer with a friend. So I had to forego my opening drink. This is called the innate pattern of what was and what will be. And this is one of those ones I got from Burial. Um,
0: Gee, there's a shock. Oh. I was about to say that has to be either a Mickele beer or a Burial beer, but that sounds more Burial to me.
1: I've hung on to it for too long, but it tastes great still. It tastes cold. It's fine. It tastes good. 6.5%, um, not bad. Uh, they usually don't make IPAs in that range, but this one's delicious. So a good one too. All right, let's move on to a little bit. Of hyper, beer, nerd, dork shit news, Tony.
0: Oh, man, I forgot that part. I apologize. Hyper,
1: beer, nerd, dork
0: shit news.
1: And hey, Tony, you put this one up. I yes. saw it this morning when I was working on the show. This is from Apple News. Oh, we love those guys in there Well, Apple no, it's news. not from
0: Apple News. It's from oh, Perth. No,
1: it's from Perth, Perthnow.com.au. The West Australian... Yes. It is David John's Tinny of the Week. Um, so that must mean Can of the Week. Yes. And when somebody says Cans of the Week, I'm looking, I'm trying to get on Barstool. Well, doesn't that sound like a Barstool segment?
0: <laughs> it, it does. But, yeah, Tinny cans is, of the week. is just a short name for a can of beer because, hey, in Australia, sure. why well, say the full thing when you can shorten everything? Hey. The Avalo might uh, guy for drink.
1: Tenny ten is loader, longer than can, you got to say. It's really just a cute nickname for a can. So, Swan, this is for Swan Draft. So, it's a, uh, this is a some kind of Western Australian beer. Uh, yes. Swan Draft makes Mark's triumphant re- return to can form. <laughs> Elf Mark's triumphant return to pog form. Okay, <laughs> that's just my joke that I took <laughs> off on that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's from Lion Nathan. So Lion is the beer maker, right? Lion's yeah. the company that owns
0: them. Uh, what is are, Nathan? Lion Nathan is the name of the company. Uh, I think they're now okay, owned by Kieran.
1: Um Okay. Yeah. Well, let's read this, Tony. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one. Uh, In the days of triple-hopped hazy IPAs packed full of fruit and marshmallows and all kinds of crazy ingredients. It's easy to forget that just get this guy an editor. It's easy to forget that sometimes the simple things in life really are the best. That's why the return of the great West Australian staple Swan Draft to Tinnies is one of the greatest early Christmas presents you're likely to get. For years now, the great swanny has only been available in stubby form or on tap. Uh, now, what is a stubby? Is it like a little bo- seven ounce bottle? Or just no, no, it's a full ounce? size
0: bottle, but. Um... Stubby is, is shorthand for any kind of bottle, but it comes about because a lot of our beer bottles had a shorter neck than, than an American-style bottle, so they were, they were a stubby bottle. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Uh, when the brewing process returned to WA in early 2022, the brains, the brains trust, the brains trust, the brains trust. We, yeah, that, we would call that a brain trust.
0: No, we is that would say a brains that just a way that you trust?
1: guys say it? Brains, tr- it sounds like um, Whopper's Jr. Um, and I, may, I guess that actually is what it is. Um, decided that this would be the year that the tinny of Swan draft is revived and it was worth the wait. The nose is full of malty goodness and not a lot else. It's sure to bring back vivid memories. For some, it may be that first time dad let you have a sip of his beer. Aged eight in Australia, I think. For others, it may be the sticky carpets in pub backrooms from <laughs> decades past. <laughs> carpets. Um, yeah, the brew weird. pours a crisp, clear, golden hue on the palate. You'll find all of the malt that you first detected on the nose. Makes sense. It drinks ever so smoothly with just the lightest touch of hops, as not to overpower the palate. Oh, but I want my marshmallows. Um, six pack is 20 bucks. He gives it four and a half swans out of five. Drink the Tony, drink this with your mates. Uh, I don't even know if you... you probably-
0: um, I doubt I can get hold there of... There he is. This. Yeah. Sorry. Connection trouble. <laughs> but I doubt I can get hold of this beer because it is very um, specific to WA. This is a very average beer. This is one of those hmm. beers that didn't make its jump to national prominence. And let's be clear, the beers that did make it to national prominence... Aren't good beer, because we're talking 2E's Old, we're talking 4X, we're talking uh, Carlton Draft or VB. These are awful beers, and Swan wasn't up to that calendar, caliber. Um, would you like to take a guess on the untapped rating? Um, I'm not going to read through Ooh. a big description because... You've just read a, a review there that should uh, should give you some idea of the quality of the beer. There are juices. feels like is this is this
1: like what is this lager or is this ale?
0: This is lager. It's okay. I'm just making sure. In the because well, sometimes pale they pale talk pale. about
1: something draft. Now I know Miller Genuine Draft, but but you know in in Commonwealth nations when they talk about something draft, all I mean can be a lot of things. Sometimes that means like. I know that's been uh, applied to like Boddingtons, even in cans, uh, mild ale type beers, things like that. So I just wanted to make sure I was okay. In Australia,
0: Uh, draft just means a beer that was to be designed to be served on tap and then is packaged later. So, so Colonial or whatever they are, uh, CBC Brewing, their draft is actually a Kolsch. Sometimes it's a lager, most of the time it's a lager. Okay. Sometimes it can be an ale. In this case, it's a Macro Lager, uh, 2,200 check-ins. You've got a fair idea of the beer. What do you reckon the score is? Yep.
1: What was the check-in amount? What did you say?
0: 2,200, 2.2K. 2. Oh, that's not that many. Um,
1: I'm going to go with uh, like, a, like a
0: 2.89. I can give it to you, but I don't think that's the right beer. No. <laughs> There's a South Australian Brewing Company. That's the only Swan draft that's coming up. There you go.
1: I guess that's I guess that's close enough, huh?
0: Yep, it was two point nine seven. So you you just scraped in.
1: But uh... all right, all right, we'll take it. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, it's tough to do those macro loggers. Some of them are better than others. I mean, uh, in Iceland, and I it was a stretch to call any beer in Iceland a macro beer, but um, uh. My favorite one was pretty much the most popular beer in the whole goddamn country. So, um, it was fucking awesome. Okay, that was good. That was good. I, I kind of want to read more Tinnies of the week now. I'm 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 fascinated by the tinny of the week. So, um, well, we might have to we might have to have a tin, tinny of the week segment on the show. I think.
0: Okay, one of the um, TikToks that I follow is a guy that uh, does have a beer review channel on TikTok called Only Cans
1: mm-hmm So, mm. I get it. It's kind of funny because, again, with the cans, you know, on OnlyFans, sometimes you can you can you can see some cans. You, you can get can. you can get your eyes on some cans if you if you pay money. uh And Tony will be starting his OnlyFans. Absolutely. When is that?
0: In the new. I couldn't sometime. tell if
1: you. I thought. The guy, I can't remember if you said TAI was coming back or you were starting an OnlyFans. One of those two things was going to happen. I
0: can't remember. Yeah, which one. I think that's All still right. a plan. One of those two things is happening.
1: One of those two things may happen. Or both. So, uh, you know, we've had a lot of the, of, of sort of our, we'll call them mid sized, uh, more national uh, craft breweries have sort of locked uh, horns around. Um, or, or locked arms around one brand that they can stick with, right? So uh, the Ranger brand, right? The Voodoo Ranger stuff. Yep. Um, pretty much any type of beer uh, that New Glarus, or New Glarus, uh, <laughs> New Belgium puts out nationally or internationally, whether it be IPA, uh, pale ale, you know, some of them could, be I don't know if they're doing sours or anything in that brand maybe, is under the Voodoo Ranger umbrella. Yep. It's just their big brand. You know, a better example might be Sierra Nevada, the little thing
0: yeah, stuff, right? Wild little thing, hazy,
1: hazy little thing, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, Two-Hearted, uh, or sorry, Bells is is entering that, um, trying that, that approach, uh, it seems, as well. Um, and they're doing it with IPA forward, um, which I tend to agree with where for them. They're known for making IPA, Yep. and they are doing a hearted IPA variety pack. Uh, It's going to be a 12-pack of three different uh, quote-unquote hearted IPAs. So we will have, of course, the classic. It'll be four. The finest IPA. It'll be four, sorry. Three cans of four different beers. Um, uh, Three cans of, like I was saying, the finest (laughs) IPA in the country, right? Yes. Pretty much every year it wins the best IPA in the country. Bell's Two-Hearted IPA. So you get three cans of that. Hey. You're three for 12 already. You were right? ahead of the you game. You know three of them beers are going to taste good as hell. Yep. Next up, you have their Hazy Hearted IPA. Okay. You know, interesting. Are they going to go all centennial on that? You know? Uh, I don't know. do you know, know. I guess we'll find out. They're going to have the big... Okay, so let's read about these. Might as well just read about them as I do each <laughs> one. So the a hazy hearted IPA is a tropical fruit forward flavor with moderate hoppy bitterness and a balanced, slightly sweet finish. It's going to be seven and a half percent. So two hearted original type seven, this is going to be seven and a half for the hazy hearted. And they're actually going to sell this separately in six pack cans and 19.2 ounce cans. All right. So you can get the big stovepipe can of this hazy hearted and they are not using all, uh, Centennial, just to make a, they're not just making a hazy version of Two Hearted. They're doing American and Australian hops, including Strata, Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, Eldorado.
0: Yep, and and comes I mean, in.
1: Those are good. I like all those. Yeah, you know, that's good.
0: Yep, and it comes in. Um, I think um, based on ten ratings, so not a lot of ratings, comes in at four point five on the Untapped scale.
1: Shit. I mean that's only ten ratings, so hard to tell. But I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good. Listen, I just don't. I, Bells is not really one to be putting out dog shit. So, <laughs> no, um, I suspect it will taste good. Yep. Now this one I know will taste good. I am highly confident that the big hearted IPA, which will only be available in this pack, will be awesome. Uh, it will be a 11, 11 – No, no, it's not the double hearted eleven percent. It doesn't say what the alcohol is on the
0: hazy hearted. Um,
1: no, on the Big Hearted. The Hazy Hearted 7.5. Oh, yeah. um, let's see if I can find Big Hearted IPA on untapped. Here, let's see here. Uh, oh, it is on here. Okay. 4.09. That's pretty good. 112 ratings. 9.5. So we're going 9.5 on the Big Hearted. You know that's going to be good. I mean, yep. I'm 100% confident that the, like, <laughs> big <laughs> version of, of, of these beers is going to be good. This has... Citrus and berry hop aromas, Bay also the site bitterness doesn't say what hops. This is a clear boy though. So,
0: but that's what you know, bells do I just based. feel like I'm
1: confident. That's going to be good. Yep. And then these, um, they're going to have a fourth one in there called, called change of heart, which will be an ongoing experimental IPA that will rotate. Yep. Uh, the current one is a cold IPA with a fruit for with fruit forward and piney notes and a clean dry finish 6.8%. Um, Oh they're retiring this variety pack in mid March and replace it with a new lineup. Well, okay. All right. I don't know if I'll ever see this Tony, but it sounds these ones sound great. I'm glad they're doing something like this. I don't know if they need to rotate it every 3 months, but um uh I, I love the idea. I mean, I think they, I think, you know, maybe they're just going to rotate the change of heart every three months.
0: Yeah. Maybe, um,
1: maybe this person who wrote this article didn't quite understand what was going on. Yes. That's I, my suspicion is this, are, they're just going to change the change of heart beer and leave the other three as they are.
0: I agree. I think that's how they'll be doing it. They'll, that change of heart beer will be retired every, or whatever it's called. Every quarter. Yeah. yeah. And be, it, it
1: would be it. funny if they have made all these custom boxes. Every three fucking months. I mean, that really is not cost efficient approach. Um, so I, th- I think I suspect you're right, Tony. I think they're just going to rotate out the experimental. So big hearted, two hearted, hazy hearted, and change of heart. I, you know what? I want this. So that's just I, I pin the news because I want it. That's it. Yep. Um, so I hope I get it. Uh, have, uh, I, I've talked about double two hearted on here before, so they've done other very. Off of this, double too hard is fucking awesome, and it will get you mega fucked up drunk, and you'll feel really bad. Um, that's just a PSA. <laughs> Do not drink two double two, or, or even really, I wouldn't drink one whole one. It will make you feel bad. Uh, it's very very yummy though, and drinks so easy. So that's a win. I think that's a win for the world. Is is Bell's putting out more stuff like this? So uh, are are they all aren't they owned by Lion, Kier, eat, Kieran? Who who bought them?
0: They could well be.
1: I forgot, but you know what? It's because I like bells, so I was willing to forget.
0: Who, who cares who owns companies as long as they still do good shit? That's my. They
1: do good shit and they don't treat you like treat people like trash. That's maybe yes. the two most important. Or things. Or on freaks. Now the last piece of news I'll just sort of slip out here is that um, I, I had posted this on the. Uh, um, on the, on the discord about the goose Island Clybourne pub closing the goose Island Clybourne original location is finally being put out of its misery. Uh, goose Island is moving their brew pub to a, a development called the salt shed in Chicago, which is, uh, on the property where they made, um, Morton salt. I don't think they made it. They, whatever they do to it, they fucking packaged it and stuff, stored it, whatever. I don't think they, and you don't really make salt. Um, I don't think.
0: No. Nope. Uh, just <laughs> just before you get into that, yes, Bells are owned by Lion Nathan along with New, New Belgium, um, mm-hmm. Magnolia. Um, they're their three U.S. brands. I've never had Magnolia. Okay. But I certainly Is have. Is that in it. San Francisco? I think I have had that. Uh, um, Magnolia Brewing Company. Yes. 1997 right, I've been Brew there. Pub in San Francisco.
1: Good place. That's interesting. That was an interesting purpose they or purchase. They aren't super widely distributed or anything. Anyways, yeah. After more than three decades, Goose Island is leaving its original brewery. They're moving to that Salt Shed, Elston, and Division. Um. So a handful of years ago, they renovated the Goose Island Clyborne Pub. It looked like absolute shit. Um,
0: <laughs> Not a fan. It,
1: it looked like nothing. It had. It looked like you were drinking in a toilet. It was so boring. A clean toilet, fine, but grays, nothing but grays. Uh, a terrible, awful renovation. Um, ripped out any soul that place ever had. Totally destroyed. Um, uh, I will I will choose to remember the good old days, I suppose, of going there and drinking cask beer. Um, you know, from a four set of cask engines on their old wood uh, bar top and eating their uh, tasty food. Uh, Stilton burger stands out as a favorite of mine with blue cheese. Uh, you know, that was the good old days. And now, you know, it's nothing. And goose hasn't been anything that goose really has no identifying factors anymore as a brewery other yep. than bourbon County stout. And I'd say even then it's losing it quickly. So, uh, I, I can hardly name the only beer I know they still make is honkers ale and they don't make much of it. Uh, so there's really not much about Goose that anyone could tell you anything about. They seem to pop out with some nude garbage IPA every three months. Uh, a lost soul wandering the earth, uh, stuck between um, this, this astral plane and the next, uh, destined to total anonymity. So, rip,
0: I, I guess. Goose you know. Island.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. You will be right. uh, well, forgotten that's... in time.
1: You, you, you will. Uh, except for these fucking Bourbon County bottles I have. I'm going to have to get, rid- get through those. I guess they taste good. You know, there's that.
0: <laughs> that is true. I've
1: still got there's two that.
0: bottles of that stuff.
1: A lot of their other beer does not taste like anything, but those beers still taste pretty good. Alright, Tony. I have a game for this week. It's Christmas. I think it's time for a, a classic edition of This or That. Plink plunk plink, plunk 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 plunk, 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 plunk. This or that. <laughs> all right, Tony. We haven't done this one in a year, at least, uh, if not longer. Um, but this is a classic version of this or that. So it's that time of year. Yesterday, Tony and I, uh, Tony and I, Tony and I. <laughs> yesterday, Tony and I really didn't do anything. We or even interact uh, at all. But today, look at us. We're chit chatting and everything. Yesterday, I did watch a movie. Um uh, uh it was called what was it called like holidays in Santa Fe or something? Uh, it was something Christmas in Santa Fe or something. Some kind of tacky Hallmark movie. It had Mario Lopez in it. Um it was very silly. I felt like I was watching an hour and a half long advertisement for the city of Santa Fe. It was very strange. But it reminded me that you know we have this classic game we play. And in this game, uh I put Tony to the ultimate test where he has to tell me uh, if these things, if these names belong to a Christmas Hallmark movie uh, (sighs) or a beer. Jesus. Um, So uh, the Hallmark movies I've chosen are all from this year's set of Hallmark movie releases. From the Hallmark (laughs) channel, I have gone strictly (laughs) Hallmark movies. These are truly Hallmark movies.
0: 2022 um, releases?
1: Don't look it up. They released thirty-one. They released thirty-one <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies.
0: How many of those were released in theaters?
1: Zero. None <laughs> okay. of them. They're all just released for TV. It's all T V movies.
0: Well see, they should do the Netflix thing and and release at least like them to one theater so they can then put them in the Academy Awards. Come on, Hallmark movie in the Great. Academy Awards. We need that Great. as a society. Uh, um, all right,
1: uh, hold on. I'm trying to get my uh, my list here. Okay, I think we're you good. Okay, so let's. I'm good. I'm good. Let's do it. So the first one I have for you, Tony. This one is called "Christmas Missed Us." Christmas missed us.
0: Oh, did Santa not come or was, was there a woman, 45, single mother with breast cancer, finding true love for the first time? No, it was a can of beer. Uh, it was an American ale um, that uh, disappointed on Untapped. It was a beer. Mm. It wasn't a film. That not, a to our, oh, it's not, not a movie. It's
1: not a movie. Tony, Christmas Missed Us is a beer. Yes. By Eastern Market Brewing Company in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it is a milk stout, 6.4%, brewed with our buddy O'Pals pals at 8 Degrees Play-Doh. This holiday milk stout packs gingerbread spices uh, sorry, packs gingerbread spices, backed by chocolatey roasted malts. Sounds perfectly delightful. Um, would would try? All right. Next up, uh, this one's called this one's called misplaced mistletoe. Misplaced mistletoe.
0: Oh, this. Oh, this has to be a movie. Come on. This is about um, some sort of disagreement early on in the movie between two people. Mm -hmm. They uh, fight the entire movie but then over some big uh, moment in the last act of the film, they come together and live happily ever after. This is one for the Hallmark Channel. Put on repeat as you drink a beverage, so at a bar, rather than, have, rather than Adam Sandler movies.
1: All right. Tony, uh, sadly for you, Miss Pace Mistletoe is a oh. beer by Rhyme, Rhyme X Reason Brewery in Wanaka, Otago, Otago, New Zealand.
0: Yep. I'm not going to um, correct you on the first part because I don't know how to pronounce most places in New Zealand, but Otago. Otago is Otago yeah
1: alright misplaced mistletoe it, it seems a, li- a bit vulgar if I must say um, his, he's got Santa there he's opening his coat facing his back to us um, like as if he it, it does make me believe he has mistletoe hanging off of his off of Santa's uh, dick
0: which reminds me of... So we love the, thinking
1: about Santa's dick.
0: Yeah, reminds of, me of... The-
1: one of the beer... I, I recall a game I played early on in the in the show where we just had like 14 different beers that were named like Santa's Butt, Santa's Ass, Santa's yep. Cock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's this kind of obsession with Santa's genitals and, and ass in the beer world, but... The description here, also highly professional, Uh, sweet baby Jesus, the mouthfeel. If Christmas was in a bottle, Santa would be delivering this with all his ho-ho-hos. Enjoy this traditionally spiced Christmas pudding ale, adjuncts Christmas fruits and spices. So, there you go. Uh, That's a beer. You got that one wrong, Tony. All right, next up. this uh, This one's called Hanukkah on Rye. Hanukkah on rye.
0: I'm sorry, automatically disqualified because this is aiming at a lot of Karens. Well, the Hallmark Channel is aiming at a lot of Karens. Um, A lot of Trump voters as well. Um, I know they – there's no way that they're putting out a Christmas movie that, that celebrates the Christmas season as a more diverse set of holidays. So nope, this has to be beer.
1: Oh Tony, you're saying so you're saying Hanukkah on Rye is a beer. But Tony, Hanukkah on Rye is a movie. What? Uh, a matchmaker connects two deli owners during Hanukkah, but their new romance gets put to the test when they realize they're competing against each other. And this movie stars, uh, Lisa Loeb. How about that? Huh? Um,
0: I've never heard of
1: her. She had that right? with uh, the
0: weasels. Did Lisa Loeb have
1: a cooking show. Yes. Oh, she did. I, I just remember the, her. hers. She sang uh, songs in the nineties. I remember that. Uh, Yael Gr- Grobglis and An Jeremy. Oh, you know who that is? I think so. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Um, no, she's from Paris and oh. immigrated to is- Israel. Oh,
0: no, she's out of Jane the Virgin. That's who she is. Yes, I'm, I do okay. know who she And is.
1: she's on this, and um, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. So Hanukkah on Rye is a real movie and not something I made up, even though it sounds like something I would have made up. Now, I straight up Googled
0: um, Hanukkah on Rye, so I've got no other – None of the other Hallmark movies. I just want to let you know I'm not cheating. What do you think okay. the IMDb score is? Should get the Rotten Tomatoes score, shouldn't I?
1: I don't know. It's got to be what? You know, who, who watches a Hallmark movie not expecting a Hallmark movie? Oh, six and a half? Seven? 7.3.
0: 358 All right, votes.
1: Yeah, Who watch? I mean, I'm just saying, like, who would watch Who's sitting through these movies? And is like, oh, this is so corny and silly and sappy. Well, I mean, no shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you get what you get, you know. Yes. All right, next one, Tony. This one's called. Uh, this one's called Infinite Wishes. Infinite Wishes.
0: Man, that one's a tough one. Got to be honest, that one's a doozy.
1: It is. I. I I picked this one and I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a, this could be anything. It could be anything.
0: Oh, I don't see how it's a Hallmark movie. I just can't see the plot. If it was just a, a general Hallmark movie, i get it. But for Christmas, it doesn't really um, stand out to me. So therefore, I'm going back. It's a beer.
1: Tony, Infinite Wishes is a beer. You're yes. correct. Is it from Smog City Brewing? Brewing. Uh, 13.47% bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Uh, sounds good. 4.23 on untapped. So probably actually very tasty.
0: Yep. And Lisa Loeb's um, song was Stay. Just in yes. Case.
1: That's the one. That's yep. right. Yes.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Hey, she seems like a nice lady.
0: She does. Um, very distinctive glasses.
1: And she looks she looks nice for being probably in her mid fifties, I would say, or or early fifties at least.
0: Yep. Yep. All
1: right. Next up, Tony. This one's called. Hmm, this one's called uh, in merry measure. In merry measure.
0: Oh, so in it,
1: merry measure.
0: So it could mean like a. a Measure of a spirit, but I don't think it is. I th- I think this is a Hallmark movie. I, yeah, somebody's been downtrodden, but then somebody else is coming in from somewhere else to uplift the whole thing. Therefore, I think it's a Hallmark movie.
1: Tony in *Mary Measure* is a Hallmark movie. Yes, you're right. Uh, when pop star Darcy. Returns home to spend Christmas with her sister and niece. She unexpectedly finds herself coaching the high school, coaching the high school choir. That's really the word I would use uh, with her one-time rival, Adam. Oh no. What will they do? Fuck. Um, yes Yes. That is what they will do
0: <laughs> This coming yes. from a man Who also was involved in Competitive musicianship You know about the fucking that goes on between those Competitive musicians
1: <laughs> it's, it's like waiting in there Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> This has Patty Murrin uh, Who oh, You know what Something's best left unsaid Just skipping right over what I was about to say <laughs> Patty Murrin Brendan Penny, and Jennifer Robertson. Don't know any of those actors. don't know who those are at all.
0: All right. But you'll be happy to know I have been Googling Lisa Loeb while we've been working (laughs) this game. And did you want to take a guess at her 2004 food TV show that was on the Food Network? Did you want to take a guess? This is the one with
1: Dweezil, right? I remember the the Dweezil situation. Um, The name?
0: Yeah, the name of the show. Oh, I couldn't. Yes, I you could possibly.
1: Take a guess. Uh, dweezil my lobe? I don't know.
0: Oh, you're so close. Dweezil <laughs> and Lisa. That's oh, it. All
1: right, Mine was more clever, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine, mine kind of was like, is that a euphemism? I can't tell. Um, all right, next up. This one is called Hanukkah in July in Napa. Hanukkah in July in Napa.
0: Oh, my first instinct. It's a Hallmark movie because they say the word Napa, but it could be like a a barrel-age program. They're using, like, some Napa barrels. Oh, I've got to go with first instinct. This says to me Hallmark movie because of the word Napa in it, so. (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Uh, Tony, this is a beer.
0: (sighs) Ah. Have gone with my this is from
1: this is from a brewer- this brewery is a friggin' throwback to me. I had not thought about this brewery in a hot minute. This is from Schmaltz Brewing Company, um, who used to be very widely distributed and very um, popular with their barrel age stuff. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, do not have any credit these days. Um, this is a golden ale. Uh, it is the original Hanukkah in July. Whatever that means. And uh, it's aged in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. Uh, Tony, this is getting a quite poor rating for the beer like this. It is 3.53. So that makes me Gee think it is rash. like quite fusel in nature, probably. Yep. So, Tony, you're, you know, this is always tough for you. This, really one, this one's tricky. Uh, the next one I have for you is called Haul Out the Holly. Paul. Out the holly.
0: Now, can I get a spelling on the hall part? H A U L.
1: H A U L. Yes, like you're hauling. Like U haul. Yeah, yeah, U haul truck. Yeah.
0: Not like a church hall.
1: Not a church hall. Not a yeah. Not a um, a hallway. Not that
0: shit. Yeah. Or a yep. a. Immigrant who is working as a removalist um, <coughs> finds a 50-year-old spinster. Uh, mm-hmm. They bond over 50. their love of cavoodles and
1: Cavoo- cavoodles.
0: live happily ever after. Hallmark movie.
1: Okay. Tony, Haul Out the Holly is a hallmark movie. You're right. Yeah. Um, Emily arrives home hoping to visit her parents, only to find that they are going on a trip of their own. While she stays at the house for the holidays, her HOA is determined to get Emily involved in the neighborhood Christmas festivities. Um, And it looks like also she has a manipulative boyfriend at home that is messing with her, and then all of a sudden, now that she's back in her original home, she's whatever. It turned down by some of the... For uh Lacey Chabert.
0: oh bad time to cut out because that was Lacey chabert i believe you were about to say which of course uh, we Wes all-
1: brown and are-
0: Oh, there they, you are there we go did you want to take a guess at who wrote this movie i know you who would- wrote
1: this movie yeah um Oh, it's Andy Sandberg. I see it. No, I was because yes. I was on the page. Andy Sandberg wrote this movie. I guess he's, I mean, I guess he's just, I mean, listen, maybe you can make money, make some money. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Is it funny?
0: Did you want to take a guess at the audience score? On oh, it's,
1: it's Andy Sandberg. It's not oh. Andy Sandberg. That's a different person. It is
0: too. I apologize. I thought he was just cashing in.
1: No, that would be smart for him to do though—is just start yeah. punching out Hallmark movies. Um, He—I mean, I think he. I mean, did he write Palm Springs? I don't know. Maybe. Um, did you ever watch that, Tony?
0: No, that was pretty good. Um, um
1: it's got you know, a, right? score a there you
0: go. It's got an audi- audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of thirty-five. Oh. <laughs> Stinker.
1: Not as good as uh, Hanukkah and Rye, sounds like. No. Huh? Alright, so you are you have four you're four for seven. So you're not Oof. doing awful. Um we got three left. This next one's called uh this next one's called Jingle Crush.
0: Jingle Crush has to be Jingle a beer. Crush. Has to be a beer. Highly hopped, hazy boy but easy drinker. Not quite gloopish. This is a beer. Lock it in, Alex.
1: Lock it in. Locked in. Uh, Jingle Crush is a beer from Moonraker Brewing in Auburn, California. I'm familiar with these guys. Uh, this is a New England-style pale ale, 6%. <laughs> cold oil for the holidays with Nectar on, Citra, and Vic Secret. This brings all the juice. Soft, pillowy body topped with a meringue-fluffy finish. There you go. There so you got go. that one. Jingle Crush is correct. You're, you're, you're now five for eight, doing all right. You got two left. This next one is called Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. Christmas Ugh. Cookie Catastrophe.
0: Okay, this is somebody who runs a local bakery, not at, in Napa. They're in Bernie Sanders' backyard. We're in Vermont for this. Um, and they have to cater, um, some big business event and the ovens go down. They fall in love with the gas fitter, writes itself. It's a hallmark movie.
1: Jeez. I thought you would struggle with this one more because of what, how many beers have a Christmas cookie in them. But Tony, you are correct. This is a movie. Annie Cooper has big shoes to fill when she takes over as CEO of her late grandmother's small-town cookie company and is doing her best to help their struggling business get back on track. That task that gets more daunting when her grandmother's secret recipe is stolen during the Christmas party. As Annie tries to crack the case and uncover the culprit, she works with Sam, the loker, the loker of an owner, the owner of a local bakery, to recreate the recipe in the hope of saving the company and her job. As Annie and Sam bake batch after batch in pursuit of the perfect one, they begin to learn that their lives go together like milk and cookies. Oh no! (laughs) Um, This one stars uh, Rachel Boston, Victor Webster, and Avery Peters.
0: Never heard of any of these people. I'm guessing that's not a um, good score on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes.
1: A couple of McEwens are in here. A guy named Chase Winicky. Great name, Chase Winicky. Directed by the esteemed Jeff Beasley.
0: Oh, the Beasley. Canada's
1: most most exciting young filmmakers.
0: (laughs) Honey. From 1972.
1: He got nominated for Best Direction in a Comedy Program or series for Little Mosque on the Prairie. Okay, I don't know. I don't want to know what that what that is. All right. He got Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. God damn it. That was my favorite one. Um Last one is, is called Holidays in Berlin. Holidays holidays in Berlin.
0: Okay. Isn't there like a Berlin in Minnesota or somewhere like that? feels like oh, some...
1: I know there's one in Wisconsin. There is a Berlin in Wisconsin. There you yeah. go.
0: That's where I think this is taking place. We need at least one Midwestern Hallmark movie. I think, because I can't see it being a lager, I think this is a movie on the whole Mac channel.
1: Holidays in Berlin is a beer, Tony. Oh. I thought this one would, I thought you would have this one lock, stock and barrel dead to no. rights on this one. Holidays in Berlin is you guessed it, Tony, a Berliner vice. Um, tart cranberry, spicy ginger, and sweet orange peel on the nose. Like Lactic acid sourness up front on the palate with flavors of cranberry and orange dominating. Ginger spice and mild earthy, leathery, Britannomyces funk on the sharp acidic finish. Yum. Sounds great. Um, it's from Best of Hands Barrel House in Seattle. 46 check-ins on this. A, a vibrant cranberry juice-like color, I would say. Um, quite A quite beautiful beer, very nice looking. Um, has a 3.73. Um, sounds great. I want this. I love cranberry sauce with orange, that's tasty to me. Big fan. It does
0: sound very nice. Did you want to take a guess at how many movies Lacey Chabert has appeared in? How many Hallmark movies she's appeared in?
1: Oh, I would guess in the we're coming up on 30 or 40. I don't know, like 35 because it, maybe that's overshooting it. But I remember she was in the house. They, they bubbled everyone during COVID. They put them in a Hallmark bubble <laughs> and made them fucking make movies like a movie sweatshop. Um, maybe it's maybe that's too many. Maybe I should – I mean, how long, when was Mean Girls? So it was 2003. It's been 20 years, and she's been doing these for a while. I'm going to say 35.
0: You're a little high, so therefore I can't give it to you because I was using Prices Right rules. She's been in thirty of them. Mm. All were, right, you were close.
1: Yeah, that's not bad, boy. She's, you know what? You find a lane, you know. Yep. Um, I I don't blame her for that.
0: And she's, Mean Girls was two thousand and four.
1: No, yeah. Nope. I was close. No. No ill will. No ill will from me on the doing Hallmark movies. You know, she. I don't think anyone ever thought Lacey Chabert was going to be. Playing Lady Macbeth every week and <laughs> on fucking off Broadway Shakespearean theater or anything or doing some sort of highfalutin, uh, you know Academy Award winners, you know, make that money, girl. You gotta do it,
0: man. I forgot how talented that Mean Girls cast was outside of Lindsay Lohan.
1: Like, I mean, Amanda Seyfried has been in all kinds of good shit. Yeah, and um,
0: Rachel McAdams. Uh, so is Rachel, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, and Lizzie Kaplan. Things.
1: Lizzie Kaplan, that's right, she was in that. Um, Tim Meadows <laughs> uh, as the like downtrodden principal. He was kind of funny in that too. Um, yeah, there's some talented people in there. Rachel McAdams, uh, everyone hated the, uh, the Eurovision movie. I love that I movie. Thought she was, I thought she was great in it, yeah. I thought
0: that was she a was great movie. I'm yeah, going to go that uh, far. You need to understand what Eurovision is and everything that surrounds it, and that they know. I, lo- it.
1: I loved it, and I thought it was great, and I thought they nailed it. And um, I, th- I mean, it was goofy, of course, but what was the point other yeah. than it wasn't supposed to be anything but that? And um, I thought everybody uh, mostly sold it pretty well, and uh,
0: it yeah, was yeah, a good. Yeah, yeah, Ding Dong was viewing.
1: a banger. Yeah, yeah, Ding Dong was very popular, and. Uh, Uh, It was perfect for the pandemic. It was great to have that to sit through while you're all locked in the house. I
0: love it. Big fan.
1: All right, Tony, that's it. I am out of shit to talk about. So we're going to have to let it go for another week, I guess.
0: If people are big fans of us, they can find us on untapped. That man across from me is Griff AD on untapped. I'm St. Moors. On untapped, You can send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com because that's still a thing. Instagram is also still a thing and he's not a hot garbage fire like Twitter and we are at Beer Engine Pod. Send us a tip because right. we need p- money to feed our alcohol addiction and you can do that through ko-fi.com forward slash Beer Engine Podcast. How did I that's do right. there, summing up Griff? I think I was pretty fucking outstanding if you ask me.
1: Perfect. But I would say also, Tony, that people could, could hang out with us on discord. If they like, you could send us a message on, uh, on our email, beer show at gmail.com or drop us a note on that Instagram. Uh, Tony, I do have one last tip for everyone. Next time you're in Vegas, uh, gang, yeah, I know some of you are quite, uh, massive fans of Vegas. Um, uh, you got to go down to the Boulder station. You got to go down to the Boulder station. I know. Very depressing to go into the Boulder Station. Trust me, I do it most weeks. Um, <laughs> you don't have to play blackjack like me, but you do have to go to the food hall. You got a new little food court there. Um, and they go to a place called Tacos El Pastor. I know, terrible name. It's just like two people run it by themselves. It's next to the fucking Wingstop and Capriotis and all the other chains, Sbarro. Um, But right there is a, they got the big spit, of the of the pastor meat, they got the pineapple on top. They're hand making the tortillas. Um, me and uh, me and esteemed podcaster Brian Malik and went and had some tacos there today, and it was easily the best thing ever eaten in the Boulder station. So uh, that's my tip, Vegas tip of the of the year for you. Right there is hit up that taco place. Now, Tony, anything else?
0: Yeah, just why are you depressed about? going into the boulder station, shouldn't you feel uplifted that you are the youngest person going into that place? You're also the cleanest person going into that place, the most educated person going into that place. Um, Not to lord over people, but come on. Technically, Brian
1: and I are, are probably, technically, Brian and I are about the same level of education. But, you know, we can argue about whose hygiene is better from until the cows come home. But. I think we would. I think. I think it's me. I'm gonna Look, go with me.
0: Just include yourself as a couple. What I'm saying is, you're better than the average Boulder <laughs> Station clientele.
1: I, I can walk is maybe a really big achievement I have over most people at the Boulder Station. I am upright. Uh, I'm not. I don't have to drive my car and then get into another littler car to drive <laughs> into the Boulder <laughs> Station. So I sort of have that. I have, I have that going. I have that going for me. I'm. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. No, you're right. Good point. Um, I was able to get into the taco place without really any assistance, although Brian did order for me. So <laughs> that's pretty good because he was felt proud about being able to speak Spanish, which he can do. And I can't. So it's fine.
0: It's, it's kind of in.
1: Yeah, he does like doing that. All right, oh, I, We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.